Welcome to Don't Wait to Write with Amber Petty. Today, we're learning a little something. I got an email asking a question about dealing with rejection. Now, not just dealing with rejection, but dealing with the worst form of it. Radio silence. When I say radio silence, I mean when you send out pitches or when you send out applications or emails and you hear nothing back. Often this is harder than rejection because when you get a no, at least you know what's going on and you can move on. When you don't hear back, you get kind of stuck in that limbo. And in that limbo place, I find that a lot of my students and a lot of writers start concocting their own stories, meaning they ascribe a lot of meaning to that silence. So I've had people say, oh, they didn't get back to me. They think I'm not even good enough to respond to. They didn't get back to me. It means they're sick of hearing from me and they don't want to hear from me again. They didn't get back to me. They probably didn't even read my email. They're not even trying. All these kinds of stories get written in the silence. Now, this may not be terribly comforting, but it is the truth. Do you know what silence means? Nothing. I mean, it it, all, it means no, because even if they liked your story or missed it or didn't get it, it's, you're not going to write that story because they didn't get back to you. So it means no, but it also means nothing. Because editors are not ignoring you on purpose. They're not sending you a message through ignoring you. And they're ignoring you because they just get too many emails to respond to most of the time. This can worry some people when they get, you know, a number of pitches where they don't hear anything back in a row. And at first, they wonder if these are getting seen at all. And that's the big worry. Now, this is understandable. It can be hard to find editor contact information, and you can wonder if you're sending something to the right place. So, to give yourself the best chance of this, you do want to generally send your pitches to an editor directly. Now, if a site or a publication has a submission info page that has a lot of information to it, then follow those directions. But other places will have submission info and it's one paragraph and it says send it to info at we're definitely not going to read this.com. In those cases, don't go with those directions and find the editor's email contact directly. Their work contacts, mind you, <laughs> don't go after their personal uh, email addresses, just their work ones. But that will help you make sure you have the highest chance of it going to the right place. Now, once you've done that, that's it. That is all you can do. And if they missed it or it's the wrong email, there's nothing else to do about it. There's nothing else to do. And you might find, okay, I sent three pitches to this person I've never heard back. Maybe I will try a different email address or a different editor next time. Great. Otherwise, 
you just can't really know if they read it and rejected it, read it and just forgot and didn't have time to respond, or didn't read it at all. And it kind of doesn't matter which one of those is true, because all that matters is, hey, this idea is not going to be published by that editor this time, so I've got to move on to the next place. So another of the stories can be, oh, they're not even giving me a chance. You know, they're ignoring me. They're ghosting me. They're blocking me. And this is really just entirely not true. They are not doing anything malicious or purposeful, and they don't even know you. So again, possibly not comforting, but they don't remember who you are. So they're not blocking you or anything like that, or they're not making a statement through silence. They just couldn't get back to you. And that's all it means. So when you start going off, as I've done many times, when you start thinking, oh, well, they're not even giving me a chance or they don't want to hear from me. Oh, well, I guess because I don't have great bylines, then they can't even write me back. So as soon as you just kind of notice yourself doing that, just check in and say, well, do I know that's the case? Did they write me back and say, come back to me when you have more bylines, you ignorant idiot? No, they probably didn't write that. So everything else is just a supposition, a negative shitty fairy tale that you're reliving for yourself. Now, just because I tell you to doesn't mean you stop thinking about that entirely, but you can start to notice it and at least switch gears. When you get silence and you start thinking, well, this is it. This is proof I'm not good enough, or they won't even let me in, or they don't think I have the right background. You just don't know any of that to be true. So check in with yourself and say, you know what? Possibly that's true. Possibly they loved it and then just got fired. Both things are equally possible. And the truth is, I don't know. So let's move on to another subject. I have to do that lots of times where I will tell my brain, sometimes even out loud, I don't need to think about this right now. I'm going to move on. And sometimes two seconds later, it's like, yeah, but actually it's because you're terrible. And I'll be like, thank you again. I've, I've noted it. I've got it down. It's in the ledger. Thank you. I'm going to be moving on. And when you do that often enough, it starts to take some of that negativity away over time so that you aren't constantly attacked by that the second you don't hear back from somebody. Then the last part of the question is, how do you keep going? especially when you get a string of radio silence responses. How do you keep moving forward when you're getting nothing back? And that is hard. It is hard to send out your ideas and your hopes and all of this great stuff. It's vulnerable and exciting and good. And then when you just hear nothing in return... It doesn't incentivize you to keep going. You're like, oh, fuck that. I guess everybody hates it. So now we know that's not true. Nobody hates it. But how do you keep moving on? So there's a few things you can do. One, pitch more. Sounds counterintuitive. But it's kind of nice to pitch a few more things, especially things that you don't care about as much. Because just by putting more offers out there, it helps take the weight 
off of that single pitch. So now instead of, well, that's the one thing I've got out there and that's what I'm waiting to hear back about and that's what's going to be a big deal or not a big deal, now you have four things out there and it helps dissipate some of that worry, especially when you send out pitches that you care less about or that felt easier or are smaller stories. It just reminds you also that you have many ideas. And even if that one idea doesn't get a response from anybody, you're going to have lots more stories for them to choose from. So pitching more makes it easier, which also leads into take the weight off of any individual pitch. There will never be one golden story. Yes, there are people that have stories go viral or are turning points in their career, but it's rare that they ever predicted that was going to happen. And it pretty much never happens that that was their first story they ever did. I guarantee they wrote lots of other stories where they're like, man, this is going to be a hit. And it was, you know, more golf claps than a standing ovation. In freelance writing, it is less about one golden ticket that's going to launch you to new heights and a new career. And it's just more about consistency of building things up over time. And as you build up your body of work and editors that you work with and all that stuff, then your career does grow and it can go to new and exciting places. But it's more a matter of quantity over quality in a way. <laughs> but it's more about building up a bunch of little things to get somewhere as opposed to one big hit that puts you into the stratosphere forever. So when you feel yourself pinning a lot of hopes and weight on a single pitch, check in with that too. Remind yourself, hey, even if this goes through, what's good about it, it'll be great. I get to write something new. I get to work for somebody. I get to have my name out there. I get money from it. That's all great. Those are all great things that will happen. If you don't get it, yeah, you won't get that byline right now. You won't get that money right now. But you also have a million more chances to later get that money and byline. And that's really all that's at stake with any article. So if you start to build it up, this is my one big story, this is my passion project, this is my, and you build all that up, just check in. And remember, this is a story that's going to be on the internet that most people will forget quickly, but will help me continue to have the writing career that I want. And if I don't get this one, I will get something else. And the last thing to do is think about your options. So when you want to quit because you've not heard anything back and you're discouraged, be real about those emotions. Everything I'm telling you today isn't telling you to like never be sad about a rejection. Of course it's sad. Who wants to be writing to somebody that doesn't write you back? It's annoying. So one, you can let yourself be sad about it or pissed off. I sometimes write a whole page about how fucking stupid that publication is for not taking me. And then I tear up that page and it feels like I've kind of released that and I can go back to work a little more normally. You don't have to do that or you can or burn the page. Ooh, that would be fun. But be real. Yeah, this sucks. This is shitty. Okay. 
I've said that. Maybe I've journaled about it. Maybe I've cried. Maybe I've bitched to all my friends about it. Whatever feels good. Okay, the next day, then think about your options. If I stop pitching, will I be happier? And it's a real question. I had to take breaks from being freelance because the grind at certain stages of my life became hard for me. And I looked for full-time copywriting jobs, as it turned out. Then I went back to freelance for a number of reasons. But that's a real question to ask. Is this worth it to me right now? And the answer might be, no, I have to take a break. You take a break, you do something else, you can always come back, as I've done many times. Or think, okay, if I stop and I stop trying with my writing to put my writing out there, how is that going to feel? And that's the real kick in the teeth, because I find that that I really want something, but I'm not actually trying to do it feeling is much worse than waiting through radio silence. So those are the things to check in with yourself. And if you want to quit for a little while, that is 100% fine. As I said, you can always come back or you can never come back and do something else and write in a different way and contribute your ideas in a way that works for you. Or as a lot of you listening, I think probably fit into the not doing it the not trying and the not writing is actually more hurtful. So even if you suffer through periods of radio silence, it will still be infinitely less suffering than beating yourself up over not going for what you really want to do. Not hearing back, it sucks, but it happens to everybody. And it means nothing about you, you as a writer, your future or your career. It's just a miserable thing we all have to go through. And hopefully, some of these tools have helped. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a question you'd like answered on the podcast, as I had a lovely listener do this time, please email your question to amber at amberpetty.com. You can also find free stuff like my newsletter where I send out open writing jobs at amberpetty.com. And go ahead and give this five stars. Doesn't that sound fun, giving out stars? So do that. Okay, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. And I can't wait to see what you write. 